now have a have a listen to this. The supplies have almost dried up of human organs, and as I haven't got very long to live, the possibility of an animal transplant would be very interesting to me. It's it's my only way out. Well, the person we heard there seemed to be uh, seemed to be justifying um, the use of, of of animal transplants, but many of us find the idea of putting. Uh, animal organs into human beings, uh, rather disturbing. I mean, what, what does that tell us about the relationship between nature and society? Well, I have a lot of sympathy, I mean, I, with what you've just said. I do find it um, uh, disturbing, but I think we also have to question why we find something like that disturbing. I mean, on the one hand, humans have been eating animals. That means incorporating their tissues for, for many centuries, of course, uh, perhaps more recently, although uh, there have been vegetarian cultures for a long time, but more recently more and more of us uh, don't like to do that. And that also suggests something about our changing attitudes to our non-human uh, companions. We've become much more conscious, I think, of, of our relationship between ourselves and animals, which is perhaps a relatively recent thing. Yes, I'd agree with that, but I, I think there is um, a, a certain amount of ambivalence in the way that we relate to animals. I mean, on the, on the one hand, we know that we share 98% of our genes with chimpanzees. So in a sense, there's, there's not a great deal of difference, uh, biologically speaking, between ourselves and chimpanzees. But it's, it's more than that, because if you look at the way people behave when they go to the zoo and they, and they stand in front of the chimpanzee enclosure, they're very evidently drawing the links, the similarities between chimpanzees and, and ourselves as human beings, looking at the way the chimpanzees are interacting and say, oh, that's what we do in our relationship or in our family. So there's, there's both a biological similarity and, in a sense, people are, are putting on top of that cultural and social similarities. But on the other hand, there's, there's an ambivalence insofar as, um, as, as a species, we're actually pretty impressed by ourselves. We really want to separate ourselves off from this kind of uh, natural world, this kind of link with nature. We want to set ourselves above it in some kind of way. We've tried to separate ourselves out from it by trying to find out what marks us out as special. And we've marked that out in various different ways. We've tried saying, well, we have souls and animals don't. We have consciousness and animals don't. We have language and animals don't. Although all those, ex all those differences have been subject to criticism. And not, they're not accepted necessarily as the case. So we're balancing all the time this, we want to be part of nature and like the chimpanzees. Um, on the other hand, we don't. We want to be different. We want to be special from them. I think this is a, a wonderful case where social scientists have a lot to say. A particular view of science is that often when they look for differences between species, it's looking inside, it's looking perhaps for a chemical uh, makeup that's different, so hence all the you know, yeah. mapping of genes and so on, to, and that's where we get these figures of 98% similarity between chimpanzees and ourselves. And, of course, it's, it's in the 90s for pigs as well, I believe. Yeah. But what I guess social scientists are more interested in is not um, properties of things like genes, but in relationships, uh, relationships between humans and themselves and the rest of the world. Uh, and that says a, a very different thing about what it means to be human. We're not looking for intrinsic properties. Yes. We're looking for our relationship to the social and natural world. And indeed, I think, again, what, what social science does is say that none of those relationships are static, that we can change the way we view those relationships between the natural and the social. 
So perhaps what we're looking for is a, a word that tries to, to sum up the relationship between natural and social. Perhaps we're looking for something like socio-natural or natural-social. But in any case, it, it, it seems that what's natural is much, much more complicated than we think. And even the most apparently natural things are in some sense social, from earthquakes to our own internal organs. Which means, of course, that the, the natural really should be a part of what social scientists study. Well, thanks a lot to, uh, to Steve Hinchliffe and Brenda Smith. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.